Let me just eliminate all of the white noise for They're you. They're counting on you not understanding what this is all about. They want to create conflict. They want to create this chaos. They want you to be stupid. This is the Conservative Daily Podcast with Joe Waldman. Yeah, I'm a threat because I'm telling you what the Constitution says. And Max McGuire. The flak is the heaviest when the bomber is right above the target about to open the bomb bay doors. And now the Conservative Daily Podcast is on the air. Welcome back to another edition of the Conservative Day Daily Podcast. Happy Friday, TGIF. We made it. Let me know in the comment section if you got anything exciting planned for the weekend. Don't know if you were watching last night. Not a lot of people were. It is CNN after all. But Joe Biden decided to go out in front of the cameras and talk to the people. And by talk to the people, I mean he was a stuttering, dementia-ridden mess. So at first I thought, hey, maybe we can talk about this for a couple minutes. No, it went on for a long time. Lots that we need to break down. So make sure you hit that share button. People need to see Joe Biden in like in the flesh, like out in front of the camera speaking for himself. No teleprompter, no White House staffers telling him what to say. This is actually Joe Biden. It was terrifying. So hit that share button if you haven't already. Share this video in all of your different social channels. Before we get into this, you're going to mention this. If we go up to my screen, Mr. Producer, which one of you did this? Which one of you went to Alec Baldwin's Wikipedia page? If we can put up my screen. Which one of you people did this and, and added murderer to his title? Shame on you. You are admonished. You are admonished for going into Alec Baldwin's Wikipedia and updating his page to list he's also a murderer. If you didn't know, Alec Baldwin did just shoot and kill someone. Accidentally on the set of a movie apparently he had a prop gun and it was loaded what i think probably happened is they gave him a round like like a squib round it goes by different names where there's a bullet but there's no gunpowder the problem with that is if you actually shoot one of those bullets and you still have a primer in it the primer can actually push the bullet forward into the barrel which then if behind it you have a um, a blank well that's where the powder charge would be so we don't know exactly what happened but he killed someone. And what's very unfortunate is Alec Baldwin has been vehemently anti-gun. And there's, so there's a lot of tweets that really don't age well. This is him from 2017. I wonder how it must feel to wrongfully kill someone. It's unfortunate. It's an unfortunate tweet. Also these, where he says to shoot these effing people. I wonder if she's ever accidentally shot a good friend of hers in the face. And then he says, shoot this guy, then shoot him again. Lots of unfortunate tweets. We had to take this down, Mr. Producer, but um, it really is a shame. Prop master, it falls on the prop master ultimately. He should have cleared the gun. So we got a lot to go through with Joe Biden, but if you don't have a lot of time, if you want the too long, didn't read version, go ahead and put up image one, Mr. Producer. This pretty much sums up how it went. This is pretty much, if you're looking for an image to just sum it all up, this is it. Joe Biden just looking down while he's not supposed to. He's supposed to be answering questions. Very, very unfortunate. We can take that down. Another one that really sums it up is image two. I don't know what a friend of mine said, mentioned. I didn't watch it live. I watched it after the fact. We put up image two. A friend of mine said that Joe Biden was stuck up during the, during the whole thing. But what he actually meant was that his arms were stuck up. His arms were stuck up, just like Cornholio. 
just like Cornholio. It's a striking resemblance, isn't it? A striking resemblance to Cornholio from Beavis and Butthead. I don't know what it is. Why were Joe Biden's hands just stuck up like this? It's almost like he was bracing to hold onto a teleprompter or onto some kind of a, a podium that just didn't exist. It's really, really crazy. We can take that down, Mr. Producer. So yeah, beside the Joe Biden just staring down at his feet the whole time, be, beside him having like his arms locked up in a rigid position, no one really understanding why. Besides that, he said a lot of really dumb things. He saw a lot of really dumb things, and he also said a really a lot of wrong things and a lot of terrifying things. So we're going to go in that order. We're going to go from the dumb to the factually inaccurate to the terrifying. So make sure you stay tuned for the entire episode if you want to get to the terrifying at the end. So it wouldn't be a Joe Biden press conference without a little bit of creepy whispering. Let's go ahead, Mr. Booster, and play cut three. Sorry, not cut three, cut uh, four. Now, here's the deal, though. You have 55 corporations, for example, in the United States of America making over $40 billion. Don't pay a cent. Not a single little red cent. Now, I don't care. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a capitalist. I hope you can be a millionaire or a billionaire. I, not a problem. But at least pay your fair share. Chip in a Not a fair cent. I don't know who it is who's telling Joe Biden to do this. But it is a bad Bad idea. It's it's so damn creepy when he does that. I don't get it. So I take this moment for, to announce finally, after a long wait, the good of my screen, Miss Brewster, the Let's Go Brandon T-shirts are available on the Conservative Daily Store. If we put up my screen, Let's Go Brandon. Finally, long wait, had some technical difficulties, but they're up, and we should have another five or so different designs going up today, because we were able to bust through all the tech difficulties. Head over to the store.conservative-daily and pick up your Let's Go Brandon t-shirt. That link is also in the description. And I'll go ahead and post that into DLive as well. I know people have been waiting for this shirt. Available in blue, navy, and black. So head over to store.conservative-daily.com and pick up your Let's Go Brandon t-shirt today. Not quite sure what all the whispering is about. I don't know who tells him that the whispering is a good idea. It comes across as really creepy. But he does it. He does it anyway. It also wouldn't be a Joe Biden town hall without him losing his train of thought and openly confessing that he has no idea what he's doing there. Now, that's not a joke. The d- direct quote is, uh, uh, um, and uh, uh, what am I doing here? That's the quote. Let's go ahead and play it. Cut number five. 40% of all products coming into the United States of America on the West Coast, go through uh, Los Angeles and, uh, and uh, um, uh, um, what am I doing here? Is it Long Beach? Long or? Beach, thank you. Incredible. Play that one more time just to make sure that we, we, we hammer this home. He lost his train of thought in the middle of a sentence. Like 40% of all products coming into the United States of America on the West Coast, go through uh, Los Angeles and, uh, and uh, um, uh, um, what am I doing here? Is it Long Beach? Long or? Beach, thank you. Insane. Insane. What am I doing here? Long Beach? Oh, yeah, Long Beach. That's, that's what I'm forgetting. Long Beach. <laughs> thank you, Anderson Cooper, for saving me. 
This guy is president of the United States, by the way. Donald Trump never had brain freezes like this. He would stand out and do press conference for press conferences for hours on end, and not with Anderson Cooper picking up the slack with reporters who wanted blood. Joe Biden can't even get through a short town hall with a helpful moderator. Listen, <laughs> did anyone think it was going to be this bad? We all knew Joe Biden was 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 a mess. We all knew he was literally losing his mind. We all knew that he was controlled by socialists. But did anyone think it would get this bad? I didn't think it would get this bad. I thought surely there's someone in there who's going to stop him from doing all this crap. But nope. Now Joe Biden actually is in charge. Here's a clip of Joe Biden proclaiming that he had been a senator for 370 years. Let's play cut number six. Just though, are you close to a deal? I think so. You know, look, I've been a, I was a senator for 370 years. <laughs> and uh, I was never, I, I was relatively good at putting together deals. Is this the toughest deal you've worked on? No, no. I think banning assault weapons is the toughest deal I worked on and you, succeeded. You're flying. You're... Didn't succeed. Didn't succeed. Had a sunset provision. So the assault weapon ban went into effect in 1994. It was a 10-year ban. And it deliberately had a sunset provision so that Congress and the government could look at whether it worked or not and decide if it was worthwhile to re-implement it. So after 10 years, the data showed conclusively that the assault weapons ban did not reduce the number of mass shootings or mass casualty events. So it was not renewed. So his best accomplishment, he says his hardest, best accomplishment was a ban that lasted 10 years and all the data suggests was not effective. Incredible. But I was a senator for 370 years. Here's another one. Joe Biden rambling mess. Let's go to this cut number seven. You know, you know all the statistics. The statistics go that if you come from a home where there's no books in the home and a single mom or a single dad, they don't, they're not well-educated, they don't talk a lot, the kid from a middle class, average middle-class home versus that home will go to school having heard one million more words spoken than the child who didn't. Yeah. A gigantic disadvantage. Mr. President, the, so, the, the question was on, the, the, on community colleges, no, I, no, I, which, which was a big campaign promise that that you made you talked about that along oh, the campaign I, I, trail yeah and i'm, I'm gonna get it done no, he's not no he's not he admitted that he's not getting it done it was also a really weird clip i didn't pull it but where he says that his wife jill kicked him out of the bedroom for refusing to honor his pledge for free community college no he's not gonna get it done but it's pretty funny he goes off on this ramble about how kids when they hear less words and Anderson Cooper had to step in and says, sir, the question was about free community college. And this is something that Joe Biden brings up all the time. He brought it up during debates last year. And remember, that was when he's, he was like, you got to make sure you put the record player on at night. Forgetting what, like, decade, millennia he is in. You got to make sure you put the record on, the on, on at night so the kids can learn their words. That's apparently Joe Biden's plan. Wants the inner city kids to listen to the record player at night so that they can learn their words. This one is a little bit longer, but I want to play it in its entire context because there's a moment in this clip where Joe Biden loses his train of thought and the audience laughs at him. 
So if anyone doesn't know, no, these CNN audiences are by invitation only, and they are a home crowd. They are Biden supporters. They're Democrats. They're liberals. They do not let conservatives into these events. You are not going to hear a let's go Brandon chant breakout or F Joe Biden uh, chant breakout, which again, if you haven't already, go to store.conservative-daily.com and pick up your let's go Brandon t-shirt today. No, you won't hear that because this is a home crowd. These are supporters of Joe Biden. So it's quite telling when he loses his train of thought on stage and the crowd laughs at him. It's quite telling. You know it has to get bad when the home crowd starts laughing at him. Let's go ahead and play this cut. Cut number eight. Sense, and it's cheaper, cheaper than it is to not do it. One of the other things that Democrats are looking to do is to expand Medicare to include dental, uh, vision, uh, and hearing as well. Given all the negotiations that are going on, will all three of those still be covered? That's a reach. And the reason why it's a reach, it's not this, I think it's a good idea. And it's not that costly in relative terms, especially if we allow Medicare to negotiate drug prices. But here's the thing. Mr. Manson is, uh, is, is opposed to that, as is, uh, um, I think, Senator Sinema is as Opposed well. to all of them? Opposed to all three. Mm-hmm. Because they don't want, he says, he doesn't want to further burden Medicare so that because it will run out of its ability to maintain itself in X number of years. There's ways to fix that, but not interested in that part either. But look, Joe, Joe, Joe's not a bad guy. I mean, he's a friend. And he's always, at the end of the day, come around and voted for it. But, 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 but here's the point. We're in a situation now where if you are in a circumstance that you're not able to uh, provide... Well, let me cut to the chase. I'm taking too long. One of the things we're able to do in the meantime is the most expensive of these things would be dental. So Donald Trump had a tell. You could always tell when Donald Trump lost his place in the teleprompter because he would all of a sudden start going off the cuff and uh, and he, he explained something else and give the teleprompter operator time to get him back on message. At these town halls, they're not supposed to have teleprompters. So what you just witnessed towards the end of that clip was Joe Biden actually losing his train of thought live on stage, losing his train of thought, looking down, and then his tell, whenever he forgets what he's trying to say, his tell has always been, at least over the last year and a half, well, I'm taking up too much of your time. No, Joe, you were in the middle of an answer. You were in the middle of an answer talking about Medicare. You're not taking up too much of your time. You're answering the question, but you can't answer the question because you lost your train of thought. It gives me no pleasure to punch down, as the left would say, on Joe Biden. It gives me no pleasure. But this man is clearly in mental decline. It has been advancing. It's not getting better. People don't get cured of these mental uh, diseases. They don't get cured of Alzheimer's or dementia or any other disease that affects his ability to form a complete sentence. You don't get better. And I think we all hope that we live a long prosperous life and we reach the point where we start forgetting key facts, right? I mean, that's the ultimate goal. But for Joe Biden to be president of the United States, I don't even think Walmart would hire him as a greeter to greet people. Can you imagine walking into Walmart? He says, oh, hello, uh, welcome to, uh, uh, you know, the thing. I'm taking too much of your time, but go, go ahead. That, that would be him as a Walmart greeter. He wouldn't even be hired. We're, we live in a country where once people reach 60, 70, 80 years old, 
they're being fired from their jobs. That's obviously in a lot of cases age discrimination. But for whatever reason, we hire Joe Biden to be higher, asterisk. We hire Joe Biden to be president. I don't think he'd get a job anywhere. I don't think he'd be able to get, literally, if he tried to get a job that didn't involve votes and didn't involve Democrats counting the votes, I don't think he'd have a job anywhere. I mean, is am I off base? I, I don't think he has the mental ability to hold down a job. And there's lots of jobs that, that are great for people who are in mental decline, right? The, the, the people bagging your groceries at the grocery store, the Walmart greeters. I don't think he could hold down that job. I don't think he could do it. And for whatever reason, he's allowed to be president of the United States. He's allowed to be commander in chief. He's allowed to carry the nuclear football around him. And he can't even finish a sentence about Medicare because he says he's wasting everyone's time. That part is true. He is a big waste of time. I want to play that again. If we can fast forward it, can you fast forward it a little bit, Mr. Producer? If not, we'll play the whole thing. I want to play it one more time just so people can understand. Look at his eyes. Look at his eyes when he loses his train of thought and he literally forgets what he's trying to say. Let's play that clip. I can play, play it where we uh, ended the last segment if you want. No, to it, needs, it needs to get rewind. It needs to get rewinded. So just play it from the beginning. Sense, and it's cheaper, yeah. cheaper than it is to not do it. One of the other things that Democrats are looking to do is to expand Medicare to include dental, uh, vision, uh, and hearing as well. Given all the negotiations that are going on, will all three of those still be covered? That's a reach. And the reason why it's a reach is not this. I think it's a good idea. And it's not that costly in relative terms, especially if we allow Medicare to negotiate drug prices. But here's the thing. Mr. Manchin is uh, is, is opposed to that, as is, uh, um, I think, Senator Sinema is as opposed well. Opposed to all of them? Opposed to all three, mm -hmm. because they don't want, he says, he doesn't want to further burden Medicare so that because it will run out of its ability to maintain itself in X number of years. There's ways to fix that, but not interested in that part either. But look, Joe, Joe, Joe's not a bad guy. I mean, he's a friend. And he's always, at the end of the day, come around and voted for it. But, 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 but here's the point. We're in a situation now where if you are in a circumstance that you're not able to uh, provide... Well, let me comes. cut to the chase. I'm taking too long. One of the things we're able giggle? to do in the meantime is the most expensive of these things would be it. dental. Okay? Because you're able now, to cut it. Talk because it's able to provide. Oh, I'm taking up too much time. Notice his eyes. Notice his posture. It, it's people asking in the comment section when did his blue eyes turn black? That is a symptom of being on, among other things, potentially amphetamines. Amphetamines are one of the drugs that, that doctors will use to try and get people who are suffering from dementia or Alzheimer's a little bit more time. It's very similar to the drugs that are used to treat ADHD, attention deficit disorder. Those kind of drugs will, will dilate your pupils. It'll, it'll look like you have just completely black eyes. So one of the theories behind the fact that his eyes go black instead of his historical blue is that he may be on drugs to try and keep him going mentally that would cause his eyes to dilate. Think about when you go to the eye doctor and they dilate your, your pupils. And then when you go outside and you can't see in the sunlight, 
It's kind of like that. And you notice when he's outside, he's always squinting or he's always wearing sunglasses. Now, that's lots of people wear sunglasses and they aren't suffering from mental decline. But all these things do add up for Joe Biden, for sure. Going to remind everyone this podcast is sponsored by AirMed Care Network. AirMed Care Network, the premier insurance plan to cover you and your family should any of you suffer a medical emergency and need to be airlifted to a hospital for a, uh, a medical event. We don't get to choose how we go to the hospital or when a disaster strikes. And anyone who's gone by ambulance knows it's very, very expensive. Well, helicopters are a lot more expensive than that, and your insurance won't cover it either. So sign up with Air Med Care Network today using the link in our description, airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily. And when you use promo code daily, not only are you going to get coverage for $85 for one year, but you're also going to get $50 back when you use promo code daily. So again, go to airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily and use promo code daily to get up to $50 back. But now Joe Biden is, is clearly losing his mind. And we just had someone say, I'm not, I don't want to watch this. I don't want to watch Joe Biden gaffes. These aren't gaffes. Gaffes are, are what you hear from your drunk uncle at the, at the Thanksgiving table where he says something a little off color, right? That, that, that's a gaffe. The, this is not a, a bug. This is a feature. Right. This is what it looks like when you put a dementia patient in the White House. He creepily whispers into the mic. He holds his arms up because he doesn't know what to do with them. He stares down at his feet when he should be looking at the audience. Loses his train of thought. Asks, what is he even doing here? Says he's a senator for 370 years. Loses his train of thought. And as you notice in that last one, the audience giggled at him. They laughed at him when he said, I'm taking up too much of your time. This is the worst inside joke. I mean, it's not even a secret anymore. They know he has dementia and they're okay with it because to the left, the ends justify the means. It's okay if they have a dementia patient in the White House who can't finish the sentence about Medicare. That's okay because at least they're getting part of what they want. They're willing to put the country at risk, to put the nuclear football in the hands of a dementia-ridden fool as long as they get what they want. Here's another mention. Here's another part. He looks out into the audience and he proclaims that he sees the mayor of Baltimore. The problem is the mayor of Baltimore was not in attendance. He confused the mayor of Baltimore with a, a man by the name of Congressman Kwasi Mafume. I probably mispronounced it. But the mayor of Baltimore was not in attendance. He mistook a congressman for the mayor. And you can see in the middle, he's, he's in a train of thought. He sees someone in the audience and says, ah, I know you guys. There's some famous people here. And he gets two out of three of their names correctly. Let's go ahead and play this cut number nine. President. Mr. President. By the way, there's two famous guys in this audience here. I just noticed. <laughs> ben Cardin. <laughs> and Chris Van Hollen. And the mayor. Holy mackerel. Not the mayor. Not the mayor. I don't. I mean, isn't that the joke that racists think that all black people look the same? Huh? It's not the mayor. It was a congressman. But he called him the mayor. Everyone clapped. Everyone laughed. The congressman clapped. <laughs> you forgot who I was. <laughs> but you can see he's in the middle of an answer. And all of a sudden, he sees three people he recognizes. And he goes, Oh, there's some famous people here. He points at them. And in classic dementia fashion, he only got two of the three correctly. It, again, it gives me no pleasure 
to point these things out. But anyone who has gone through with a loved one or a friend had to watch them suffer from this terrible degenerative disease, whether it be Alzheimer's, dementia, or anything else that causes mental decline. Anyone who has gone through that with a loved one, you know these symptoms. You know these signs. You know what it feels like to walk into a room and see someone sit up in their hospital bed or in their chair and say, oh, look who it is. I know you. And to get your name wrong. You know what that feels like. And it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking to have someone that you've known for years forget who you are. It's a pain that's unimaginable. Unless you've actually lived through it and you know what I'm talking about. Well, this guy's running the country. And in the middle of a town hall, loses his train of thought and has one of those same kind of moments. Oh, I know you. And only gets two of the three people correct. It's wrong. It's wrong that they are allowing this man to keep going. It's wrong that they are allowing him to stay in office. Again, they just care about ends justify the means. That's all they care about. It's a shame. It's a shame because this man is destroying the country. Destroying the country. And I think a lot of this stems from people refuse. I mean, I said this yesterday. We are living through one of the biggest I told you so moments in, in world history. Not just I told you so with the vaccine or with coronavirus, right? Or with Joe Biden being a terrible president that we'd have empty shelves. We are living through one of the worst I told you so moments in world history. And I think a lot of this, I think if you really boil it down, a lot of this, whether it's the health workers, uh, the health officials not wanting to admit that quarantines and, and lockdowns don't work, I think they are terrified of admitting that they were wrong. I think that is one of the reasons that Fauci goes time and time again up in front of Congress and just lies. Because he has built up this name for himself. And, and when you present yourself as the most intelligent person in the room, the hardest thing for that person to say is, I was wrong because it destroys your credibility. Every single Democrat, well, actually, it's not true. We can talk about that too. But the majority of Democrats are refusing to admit that. Not true in New Hampshire. They just did a poll in New Hampshire and 45% of Democrats want Joe Biden to be primaried. I think it was 45. It was in the 40s. 45% of Democrats, over 40, I don't want to get fact-checked, over 40% of Democrats want Joe Biden to be primaried in the New Hampshire first in the nation primary. Think about that. Now, to put in perspective, earlier this summer, that number sat at 27%. So in a quarter of a year, Joe Biden has lost over 15% of his base in the state of New Hampshire. Are we, are we looking at a situation where the sitting president might lose the first in the nation primary? Yeah, uh, if it continues on this trend. So much for being the most popular president in American history, huh? <clears throat> it's right in front of us. We, we all see this. We all know what's going on, but the Democrats are just like, nope, everything's fine. Everything's going great. I think Joe Biden might be the first president to lose as an incumbent, the first in the nation primary. If it goes on this trend at 45, 40, something from the 40s percent want to see him primary in New Hampshire next year or in a couple of years, it's only going to get worse. It's only going to get worse. So I want to switch gears, but before we do, uh, we got one more. We got one more of Joe Biden admitting he doesn't have answers. Talking about energy prices, talking about gasoline prices, talking about inflation. He admits he doesn't have the answers. 
Let's play cut number 10. What about gas prices? Because gas, pr- gas prices relate to a foreign policy initiative that is about something that goes beyond the cost of gas. And we're about 330 a gallon most places that now when it's up from was down in the single digits. I mean, single a dollar plus. And uh, and that's because of the supply being withheld by OPEC. And so there's a lot of negotiation that is there, there, there's a lot of Middle Eastern folks want to talk to me. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure I'm going to talk to them, but the point is it's about gas production. There's things we can do in the meantime, though. Do you think there's a, I mean, do you see, a, do you have a timeline for gas prices of when you think they may start coming down? My guess is you'll start to see gas prices come down as we get by and going into the winter, I mean, excuse me, into next year in 2022. I don't see anything that's going to happen in the meantime that's going to re- significantly reduce gas prices. So he admits it's not, it's not going down in the meantime. He admits that it's not going down in the meantime. He says, I and mean, this is what's crazy. Joe Biden has literally sabotaged domestic oil production. He has sabotaged the pipelines. He has sabotaged the pipelines so that they can't build new pipelines to get oil and natural gas from A to B. He has sabotaged the ability to actually have new drills on federal land. Anwar, Anwar was passed into law that you could drill there. Joe Biden shut it down. So while doing everything to to hamper and hinder and deliberately sabotage American oil and natural gas production, now he says on camera that there's a lot of Middle Eastern people who want to talk to him. And notice how he paused before he said Middle Eastern people. I don't know what word was coming top of mind, but it was very clearly a word he knew better than to say. Just put that out there. But ultimately, he says the PC way of saying it. A lot of Middle Eastern people want to talk to him. And then he says, but I'm not necessarily going to talk to them. Yeah, I'll say again. He says, I'm not necessarily going to talk to them. So oil price, oil by the barrel is is skyrocketing. Gasoline prices are skyrocketing. They're expecting home heating oils. This is why he had to stop himself. He said, I expect it to go down the winter. And he said, I expect it to go down next year. Because the White House now admits that home heating oil in some areas of the country will spike 54% this year. And after sabotaging domestic oil production, Joe Biden now says he's not sure if he's going to pick up the phone and talk to OPEC. That's who he refers to when he says the Middle Eastern people, OPEC. Why? Why wouldn't he talk to them? I mean, that's what Donald Trump did this every couple months. Every time oil went up, gas went up, he picked up the phone and used every power at his disposal to threaten them into lowering gas prices. And it worked a couple of times, but he also boosted domestic production as well. Why won't Joe Biden pick up the phone? Because he doesn't want to bring oil and gas prices down. He wants to wipe out fossil fuels. He promised you he was going to do this. He promised you he was going to do this during the primary. And the fact checker says, no, he's not going to get rid of oil production. He's not going to make it impossible to actually drill in the United States. And now we see that he's doing it. He'd rather keep gas prices high so that states can force people into electric cars. I mean, that's what the left wants. And listen, if you want an electric car, go for it. But an electric car is not well suited for everyone. It just isn't. Some people need to drive more than 300 miles. And they don't have like eight hours to charge it at a gas station. No, he won't fix it. He broke it. And he knows what it takes to fix it. Open up domestic production. And yeah, put pressure on OPEC to increase their production, but he won't do it. He admitted he won't do it. Now, these aren't gaffes, people. These aren't gaffes. He is showing us what he is, who he is. 
And he's been showing us for a long time. And for whatever reason, a lot of people didn't want to notice. So last night was a little interesting because the president of the United States, commander in chief, president, up on stage, making some pretty bold declarations about policy. But while he is up on stage dictating policy, his staffers are furiously fact-checking him and trying to do damage control with reporters. Because every time he says something crazy, the reporters ask their source in the White House, is this true? Is this changing now? And they furiously try and cover up and try and fix everything that Joe Biden is breaking in real time. If we put up image 11, if we put up image 11, this is, an, this is one of the furious fact checks I'm talking about. President Biden said he would absolutely consider deploying the National Guard to help with supply chain issues. He added that the administration is, hope, is hoping to get enough truckers to help with the gridlock, but is open to using the National Guard to get jobs done. A White House official emails me this on President Biden's statement about using the National Guard. Requesting the use of the Guard at the state level is under the purview of governors, and we are not actively pursuing the use of the National Guard on a federal level. So a simple thing like, yeah, they ask him, hey, do, do you want to use the National Guard? Yeah, sure. White House officials furiously, furiously trying to fix what he is breaking in real time. If we put out image 12, there's more of these. Another reporter, some clarity, he says, President Biden's comment on the tax rate was referring to the challenge of having the votes to raise the corporate rate, not the ability to raise revenue through a range of other tax fairness proposals that Senator Sinema backs per White House official. So he's basically up there just, just shooting from the hip. And these White House officials are like, whoa, whoa, no, that's not what he's talking about. That's not our policy. This one is potentially the most dangerous, though, because live on stage, Joe Biden's talking about going to Taiwan's defense and actually having like a defensive agreement to defend them if they are attacked by China, something we do not have with Taiwan. We used to, but that went away when we recognized China as a, a country that went away in the 70s, 70s, yeah. So we used to have a defensive treaty with Taiwan, no more. So we put up image 13, White House officials frantically trying to change this. White House spokesperson, the president was not announcing any change in our policy, and there is no change in our policy. Fine, the reporter says, but this isn't the first time the White House has had to walk back Biden's comments committing the U.S. to Taiwan's defense. And the direct quote is, yes, we have a commitment to do that, responds Biden on whether U.S. would come to the defense of Taiwan if it's attacked by China. So he's out there committing the United States potentially, theoretically, to World War III without any actual agreement in writing to do that. And the staffers at the White House, understandably, are trying to clean up the mess in real time, saying, no, 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 we don't have a commitment to, to start World War III. He's just making it up. You didn't have that when Donald Trump was president because Donald Trump actually knew what he was talking about. And when he didn't know what he was talking about, as we talked yesterday with General Keith Kellogg, which if you haven't already, make sure you go back and watch that interview. It was a very, very in-depth interview. As General Keith Kellogg told us, when Donald Trump didn't know anything about a certain issue, he brought in the experts and he listened to them. He listened to them, let everyone in the room give their opinion, even just the person transcribing the notes. And then he would make a decision based on that. But Joe Biden doesn't actually know what he's talking about. And that's not a gaffe, right? It's, it's not a bug. It's a feature. This is expected when you put a dementia patient in the White House. So we finally got Biden to admit that he probably should go to the border. 
but he lied in his answer by claiming he has been to the border before. Let's go ahead and play cut 14. Do you have plans to visit the southern border? Uh, I've been there before, and I haven't. I mean, I know it well. I guess I should go down, but the the whole point of it is I haven't had a whole hell of a lot of time to get down. I've been spending time going around looking at the $900 billion worth of damage done by by hurricanes and floods and and weather and and traveling around the world. But uh, I plan on... Now, my wife, Jill, has been down. She's been on both sides of the river. She's seen the circumstances there. She's looked into those places. You notice you're not seeing a lot of pictures of kids lying on top of one another with, uh, you know, with, 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 blank, with uh, um, you know, uh, looks like tarps on top of them. We've been able to deal that. We've been able to significantly increase funding through the uh, HHS, Health and Human Services, to provide shelter for these kids and, and people. But there's much more to be done, and uh, and I realize I, I I think it is it's the thing that concerns me the most about being able to get control of it, because I got to number one get enough funding to provide for immediate determination of whether or not someone that is in fact legitimately claiming a right it. to crap. stay in the country. He's full of crap. So. Even CNN understood he was full of crap because CNN fact-checked him, which you know it's bad, but even their fact-check was kind of wishy-washy. If we put up image 15, image 15, this is the CNN fact-check Biden at the border. A college student asked Biden, given that it's nearly a year into your campaign, why haven't you been to the southern border of our country? And Biden responded, I've been there before. I haven't. I mean, I know it well. I guess I should go down. But the but the whole point of it is I haven't had a whole a hell of a lot of time to get down. Biden explained that he has been spending time inspecting hurricane damage and traveling around the world. Then added, but I plan on now my wife, Jill, has been down. She's been on both sides of the river. She's seen the circumstances there. This is CNN's fact check. The CNN could not immediately find any evidence that Biden has previously visited the southern border. And the White House has not specified when this visit supposedly occurred. Also, it's worth noting that Jill Biden's last visit to the border was in December 2019 during the presidential campaign, not as first lady. Since we don't know what the president did on every day of his political career that began in 1970, we can't currently declare he's making a false statement. Oh, please. When he has said he has previously visited the border. But we couldn't immediately locate any news story about such a visit. And the White House hasn't provided corroborating information. A White House spokesman didn't immediately respond to CNN request late Thursday night. So even the fact check, it's like, well, maybe he did. It's like, oh, well, maybe he did. If we take down the image, Mr. Producer, maybe he did. We can't, we can't, um, <laughs> we, we, we can't, uh, be sure. We can't be sure. Maybe he did. Maybe he didn't. We can't find any evidence that he did, but maybe, I don't know. We're going we're gonna to say it's up in the air, even though we can't find any evidence. If Joe Biden went to the border, someone would have wrote about it. Someone would have memorialized it. Someone would have said something about it. But they didn't. They didn't because he never went. He never went to the U.S.-Mexico border. And he even admitted it. He even admitted it. If we put back up image 15, you can read it in his actual answer. If you put up image 15, he says... I've been there before, and I haven't. Well, I mean, I know it well. 
right after he said, I've been there before, the next word that he said was, I haven't. It's incredible. It's incredible. But CNN, good old CNN, running political cover for him. So he also lied. So we've gotten through the the blunders. Now we're into just the lies. Remember, we're going blunders to the lies to what should absolutely terrify you. We're now in the second half of it, getting into the lies. But before we can get into them, I have to remind you that this podcast is sponsored by Liberty Cigars. Our friends at Liberty Cigars are a fine American company that produce fine cigars. And their cigars are historically themed. So they have the Commander Series, they have the President Series. And when you go to libertycigars.com, you can use promo code BEFREE, B-E-F-R-E-E. And for every order over $76, it used to be a Benedict Arnold cigar, no more. Now you're getting the Patrick Henry cigar. People saying they didn't want Benedict Arnold, don't like him, he's a traitor. Yeah, you're right. So we're going to give you a Patriot. The Patrick Henry cigar will be free for all orders over $76 when you use promo code BEFREE, B-E-F-R-E-E at libertycigars.com. So we've we've surpassed we've surpassed the the Biden gaffes. We're into the Biden lies, firmly into the Biden lies. Here's another lie where he says infrastructure his infrastructure bill will cost 0 dollars. 0 dollars. Let's play cut 16. Uh, this is a this, this is a big deal. We both have we have two plans. One is the infrastructure plans, roads, highway, bridges, buses, trains, etc. And the other one is what I call the care economy. Has a lot of money in there for environmental uh, remediation, as well as care economy. For example, you know, we want to get the economy moving, but millions of women can't go to work because they don't have any child care, that kind of thing. So there's a lot of pieces in there. There's a lot that people don't understand. And by the way, all of it's paid for. Every single penny is not going to raise one single cent. We're going to get into a lot, a lot of true. those details. It's just not true. That's just not true. So what he says is lots of people don't understand. And then says, oh, by the way, it's not going to raise a single cent. No, they're raising taxes to pay for it. The fact that it is paid for doesn't mean it won't cost you. This is the lie that they've just been able to per- perpetrate, perpetuate. And you can see there that Anderson Cooper doesn't actually go after him right away because it's a complete lie saying that you're going to spend trillions of dollars and it's not going to cost a penny. That's just a flat out lie. It's one of those convenient lies. It's one of those convenient lies. So those are most of the lies. Now, this is what should scare the hell out of you. Biden was asked about New York City's plan to tear down a statue to Thomas Jefferson. He was asked whether he agreed with it. And his answer should terrify you because the president of the United States should never, should never support, advocate, or allow for any previous president's statue to be torn down. The answer should always be no. He was a president. However flawed he may have been, I'm flawed. And no, his statue should be kept up. That would be the, the good answer. But no, Joe Biden says, ah, if they want to take it down, they can take it down. If they want to take it down, they can take it down. Let's play cut 17. Uh, New York City is removing a statue of Thomas Jefferson from its legislative chamber because of Jefferson's history as a slave uh, slaveholder. Um, 
Do you support that decision? Well, I think that's up to the locality to decide what they want to do on that. It's not. This is one of those situations where, yeah, sure, technically, it's not my decision. It's their decision. But that wasn't what he was asked. He was asked, do you agree with it? Now, as a very imperfect man, let's be generous for a second. Joe Biden is a very imperfect man. Joe Biden is a racist himself. What president in their right mind would even leave the door open for it being okay for presidential statues to be torn down? I mean, it's just so obviously the wrong answer. But he's afraid. He's afraid to stand up for what's right, whether he believes it or not. He knows that if he says, no, keep it up, he's going to lose the left. He'll lose him in a heartbeat. No, because Thomas Jefferson was evil. That's, that's what their claim is. The man who wrote the Declaration of Independence, they now claim is evil. Well, they also think the Declaration of Independence itself is evil. But Joe Biden doesn't have the stones, or he agrees with it. Either way, both are unbecoming of a president. He has no business being in, in that office. And now if we roll back the tape, Donald Trump, on the other hand, accurately predicted that this was coming. He accurately predicted that if you go after Robert E. Lee and Stonewall Jackson, eventually the mob will come for George Washington and Thomas Jefferson. He accurately predicted it. And here we are just a couple of years later. Let's go ahead and play cut number 18. The taking down of the statue of Robert E. Lee. So this week it's Robert E. Lee. I noticed that Stonewall Jackson's coming down. I wonder, is it George Washington next week? And is it Thomas Jefferson the week after? You know, you, all, you really do have to ask yourself, where does it stop? But they were there to protest. Where does it stop? Well, it's not going to stop at Thomas Jefferson. Listen, we know what cancel culture's goal is. Cancel culture, they're not trying to cancel the culture. They're trying to reshape the culture the way they want it to be. And whether you're talking about Dave Chappelle or Thomas Jefferson, they do not want good people, smart people, funny people, to be able to drive the culture in the direction they want. And this is what's crazy about all of this. When you see the protests, for example, against Dave Chappelle, they're not really mad at what he said. And if you watch Dave Chappelle's special, which whether you like the comedy or not, at this point, if you have Netflix, don't buy Netflix just for it. But if you have Netflix, you should watch it. Because the way the media has actually portrayed it, the way the media has actually um, depicted it, was just completely incorrect. I mean, the whole time, Dave Chappelle is saying, well, I, I don't really want to make fun of the transgender community. I want to have a dialogue. But there's things that are just funny about it. And anyone who's watched Dave Chappelle's comedy over the year, you, years, you know that he laughs at everyone. He laughs at everyone makes fun of everyone. He's an equal opportunity comic. No, but the reason that these leftists are so pissed at him is because they realize that they don't like the way he is driving culture. They do not want someone to have a megaphone who can proclaim on Netflix that there are only two genders, period. They do not want someone who can say that. They do not want someone who can go on Netflix and say that transgender women, men who believe that they're women, are not actually women. They don't want that. You see, they don't have the mouthpiece. They don't deserve the mouthpiece. No one would ever give them that megaphone. But they believe that with their numbers, they can drown out the person who's actually kind of funny. And that for whatever reason, we shouldn't follow the comedian. We shouldn't listen to him and say, ah, he's actually making some sense. No, we should... Listen to the nobodies 
who are probably, if we're going to find correctly, freaks. It's the same deal with Thomas Jefferson. Thomas Jefferson authored the Declaration of Independence. He is among, I mean, it depends on who, it's either him or Madison, but he is one of the founders. I'm not talking about the other founding fathers who signed the Declaration of Independence. Right now, he is one of the founders, the guys that we wouldn't have a country if he wasn't there. Right? Love John Hancock, but John Hancock wasn't writing the Declaration of Independence. He is one of the founders. And now you just have nobodies. You have nobody saying, hey, actually, we should pretend he didn't exist. Country would be better if we just pretended he didn't exist. It's insane. It's insane. This next part is a twofer. Joe Biden openly proclaiming that first responders should be fired to thunderous applause, to thunderous applause that they should be fired for refusing the vaccine and also mocking, mocking the notion that you have any freedom to resist it. Again, we're into the terrifying part. Let's play cut 19. As, as many as, as one in three emergency responders in some cities like Chicago, Los Angeles, right here in Baltimore, are refusing to comply with city vaccine mandates. I'm wondering where you stand on that. Should police officers, emergency responders be mandated to get vaccines? And if not, should they be stay at home or let go? Yes and yes. Thunder uh, supplies. Pause it. Pause it. These people were heroes. Last year, these people were the heroes. You saw it in New York. Everyone went on their balconies, and every night at like was it seven, eight p.m. They clapped for these people. These are the police officers. These are the firefighters. These are the the EMS technicians, the ambulance drivers, who put their lives on the line in an active pandemic to keep people safe. And every night. All up and down the streets of Manhattan, New York, cities around the country, they clapped for them. They clapped for them. And now the thunderous applause instead goes to Joe Biden saying that they should be fired. Thunderous applause. How quickly things change, huh? How quickly things change. Why are they clapping? Because, as I said earlier, this is about ends justify the means politics. They want to defund the police. That has always been the left's goal. Not Democrats. Democrats used to actually be a little rational. Wrong, but rational. I mean, it used to be that a Democrat, you could disagree with them and still go out to dinner afterwards. Now, not so much, because when, you, when the Democrats disagree with you, they actually are talking about you getting fired or you getting thrown in jail because you happen to protest on the steps of the people's house. So you should be imprisoned. That's the radical those are the radical positions that the left and the Democrats take. Now, nowhere near the Democrats of the 1990s or before. But you can't, there's no just agreeing to disagree with Democrats anymore because what they're advocating is quite literally not just the destruction of the Republic, but the destruction of innocent people's livelihoods. And Joe Biden saying, yeah, we're, one third of the police officers, yeah, just fire them. Fire them, teach them a lesson. And thunderous, thunderous applause. Let's go back to it and keep playing from where we paused it. By the way, I waited until uh, July to talk about mandating because I tried everything else possible. The mandates are working. All the stuff about people leaving and people, goodness, you have 
You have everyone from United Airlines to Spirit. All these airlines, we're not going to get all. I pause it. Pause it. United Airlines did come out and say that they are not going to mandate it. So I don't know what he's talking about. Um, United Airlines did say that they're not, that they're going to let people test out. So a little confused. When he says that the vaccine mandate works, again, you have to go to overseas. And Joe Rogan had a whole piece on this on his podcast the other day. And there's lots of people debating whether they got the numbers right. But the general consensus is in the UK, the odds of, of getting COVID-19 and being hospitalized for people who were vaccinated were higher than unvaccinated in the age group of 65 and over. So if you are over the ages of 65, what they were seeing in the UK was they were getting more vaccinated senior citizens than unvaccinated senior citizens. Now, part of that is if you vaccinate all the senior citizens, there aren't a whole lot of unvaccinated senior citizens left to be hospitalized. So that's part of it. But just the sheer fact that they are getting so many hospitalized seniors in the UK suggests that no, the vaccine mandate doesn't work. I mean, if, if he defines work as we're going to force you out of your job and, and force you into the bread lines, then yeah, that works. But if you're saying vaccine mandates all of a sudden protect the vulnerable, they don't. They clearly don't. Let's go ahead and go back to it and keep playing. 96, 97 percent of the people have gotten the vaccine. All the talk about all these folks who are going to leave the military if they're, they're mandated. Not true. You got about a 90 some percent vaccination rate. I mean, so there's a, the idea is that, uh, look, the two things that concern me. One are those who just try to make this a political issue. Freedom. I have the freedom to kill you with my COVID. No, I mean, come on. Freedom. Number one. Number two, the second one is that, uh, you know, the, the gross misinformation that's out there. So I want to talk about a couple things right here. Did you hear the laughing? Do you hear the giggling? When he said, I have the freedom to kill you with my COVID. That in a second. But you hear the audience laughing, laughing at the prospect of people exercising a fundamental liberty to abstain from being coerced into injecting something into their body. They laughed at the notion that freedom could be a defense. Also, he said, number two, had to cut it off for time, but he talks about the misinformation. So it's not just your bodily autonomy, right? The right to be secure in your person, which again is in the Bill of Rights. Now he's talking about also freedom of speech. So your bodily autonomy bothers him and your freedom of speech bothers him because he considers that to be misinformation. Let's set the record straight. When Joe Biden laughs at your right to exercise freedom and, and, he, and he laughs and, and everyone laughs at him, he says, oh, I have the freedom to infect you with my COVID. This is a really a, a lie. And it's something that has been at the heart of the federal government's response to COVID. And it hasn't been shot down. So it's been allowed to fester. It's been allowed to grow and it's been allowed to get worse. The federal government, when you go through all the different case law pertaining to how the government can actually quarantine people for their own health or for the health of the community, at the heart of it, to restrict someone's movement, you have to prove that people are sick. So if you're going to tell someone you have to hide indoors, the government has the duty to prove that they are sick. You still have due process rights. Now, the Supreme Court and, and other courts have said that the government has the right to quarantine you if they can prove you're sick or if they, they need a little bit of time to decide whether you're sick or not. If you come on a plane and everyone on the plane is sick, they can quarantine you until the test results come back. And if you're not sick, they have to let you go. 
But for the past year and a half, what we've seen from the government is the presumption that everyone's sick. The presumption that everyone's sick. Oh, you need to wear a mask because you could be sick. You need to social distance because you could be sick. You need to get vaccinated because you could get sick. It's, it's always been this presumption. And in the early days of the pandemic, the presumption came from, oh, we don't have enough tests. We don't have enough tests to prove whether or not you're sick. So we're going to presume that you're sick and just go from there. Well, that's not the case anymore. You can go to any CVS, any Walgreens, any pharmacy. You can get swabbed right there and they can have test results for you in a couple hours. Right. There are now test kits that are offered at airports. So if you're going to somewhere like Hawaii, which I'm going to Hawaii this winter, they require a negative test result when you when you land. You have to have taken the test a couple days before you take off and you have to have the results before you land. So there are now test kits in uh, airports where people can actually get swabbed before they go through security and they'll have the results by the time they land. So this notion, this notion that the federal government has to presume that everyone is sick because they don't have the ability to test is hogwash. It's BS. No, Joe Biden wants this power because it is a very, is a, is a very intense power. It's something that le the left has salivated over. The right to infringe on your rights without proving due process. That's what the left's all about. They go after your guns through red flag laws without having to prove you've done anything wrong. Now they want to shut down your speech without having to prove that it's actually illegal speech. And they want to get rid of your right to be secure in your person. Again, that's a Fourth Amendment right. Your right to be secure in your person. I think that I don't think the founders intended this when they wrote it, but I also don't think the founders ever thought we'd live in a day where the government would be going around injecting things into people either. So when you have the right to be secure in your person, as far as I'm concerned, your bodily autonomy is, is on the table. No, he wants the ability to go after all of your rights without having to prove you did anything wrong. That is the centerpiece of the left's assault on the Bill of Rights and the assault on your freedoms. And this should have been shut down a long time ago, but the judges don't have the stones to do it. The judges don't have the courage to do it because it was very clear then when they were shutting down gun stores, when they were shutting down churches, but leaving, but leaving the liquor stores open, but leaving the med medical marijuana stores open, it was very clear that this was about politics. And once again, here it is about politics. The Democrats hate your freedoms. It used to be like, oh, the terrorists hate your freedoms. But this is actually very true. The Democrats hate your freedoms. The president of the United States, asterisk, just mocked your freedom on national TV and the television audience laughed. Laughed. They laughed at it. They applauded the notion of firing first responders for refusing to get vaccinated. What's that line from, from one of the Star Wars prequels? Well, this is how democracy dies, with thunderous applause. That's what we're seeing right now in front of us. And I just pray that everyone will wake up before it's too late. Before we go, I'm going to remind everyone that this podcast is also sponsored by MyPillow. If you go to MyPillow.com and you use promo code CD21, you're going to get up to 66% off your order. It's the best promo code they have available. Head over, support Mike Lindell, support the good American workers at this great American company, and buy MyPillow products in time for the holidays. They're not going to get stuck in the port of Long Beach. And listen, I can I can say the port of Long Beach without becoming a stuttering mess like Joe Biden. So again, go to, <laughs> go to MyPillow.com, use promo code CD21 to get up to 66% off. Well, that's going to be it for this edition of the podcast. But before we go, I want, to, I want to show two more things, two more things that I found very disturbing, very disturbing about this. If you put up image 20, Mr. Producer, people asking, why does Joe Biden look so different? Right there, you can see it's his facelift, facelift scar. 
Now people get facelifts. That's fine. But people asking, why does Joe Biden not look like he used to look? He's, he's had a lot of plastic surgery done and not the best surgeons. So that was a little disturbing. Uh, it was on full display. You can see the scars from his facelift. And then go ahead and put up image 21. We saw this in a clip earlier, but Joe Biden flashed the white power symbol. Isn't that how we do it, leftists? Anytime someone puts up the OK symbol, that means that they're actually saying white power. Isn't that how it works? We, we cancel them. We ruin their lives. We get them fired from their jobs. Here, the president of the United States wasn't just doing the white power symbol, but he was looking through it. I don't know what that means, but it has to be worse. Notice that Joe Biden is not being accused of using the white power symbol because they understand that that's a, a bogus argument. They understand that this symbol has meant tons of different things over the years in different cultures, now including which, okay, and also the circle game. Ah, I got you. I'll punch you the next time I see you. That's going to be it for this edition of the podcast. If you like the podcast, make sure you subscribe to the audio version that's available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, and Audible. So make sure you check us out there. If you can, do subscribe on Apple Podcasts and help us climb up in those rankings. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review in the review so we can climb up the rankings. We go live 11 a.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Eastern, so make sure you tune in for that. And if you need a little help, you can text the word FREEDOM, F-R-E-E-D-O-M, to 89517, and you'll get added to our text alert system to get notifications when we're going live and what we're talking about and where and how you can watch. Also, join, go to the link in our description. Sign up for our email newsletter. Very, very important if you haven't already. Sign up for the email newsletter and get our fax blast alerts in your inbox every day. That's going to be it for this edition of the podcast. My name is Max McGuire. Remember, everyone, the fight to take back our country is not over yet, but the only way we win is if we all stand up and fight together.